This is the burning issue. Okay, Joe. Well, um, we live in one of the most exciting and busiest cities in the entire world. Do we? We do, we do indeed. And there's okay. only been one story that's 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 dominated. You can't turn on the telly. You can't turn on the radio. You can't have a newspaper without seeing a story. Kanye West. He's hot these days. Your new tattoo. My new tattoo. Yeah. Your new oh, tattoo. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the big news story. The mayor of London just had a thing on. Oh, forget about that. No, nothing. nothing. BBC. No, he was talking about my tattoo. What did he say? Well, Boris, what did he say? Yeah. He said, I think it's great. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, um, for people He's getting a haircut at the time. For people who can't see it, just explain to us what. It's just a blue rectangle. Basically. Well, it's not quite just a blue rectangle. It's a blue rectangle. It's made to look like it's taped onto my forearm. It's a length of my forearm. It's, isn't it? Um, it's a. It's well, it, for, for, Darjeeling Limited inspired. It's basically on the. It's on the lower forearm on the inside. From the veins on my wrist to the. Yeah, it's based the, to the crowbow. It's, it's a magnificent tattoo. It's, to the crowbow. It's from. It's from the wrist to the crowbow. Uh, the inner elbow is called the crowbow. To the crowbow. In um, sling. And it's it's a big rectangular tattoo of the uh, it's from the film called the Darjeeling Limited isn't it with, it, a, with an inscription the guys on it and the design are based on Darjeeling Limited but it, I didn't get it because I like the Darjeeling Limited to be honest I, it was an okay film it's my it's good it's not my favorite Wes Anderson film or anything but I got it because this, the words on it are why I really got it and the words are in a song that's in the movie a kink song that's right um, and the words I got I was gonna get the words because I have a twin brother back in the states who got the first part of the, the song and I got the second part doesn't it piss you off that people think it's a, a transfer? Yeah, that's, that's a I never, I didn't even know what a transfer is. That's a British thing. I don't. We have fake tattoos in the states, but we just call them fake tattoos, and they're really cheap and little, and you get them in bubble gum machines. <laughs> and shit. Well, yeah, because whenever I mean, we went out a couple of times after, and uh, people said, "Oh, is that is that a real tattoo? Is that a transfer?" It's because when it's when it's brand new and you put the the cream on it when it's healing, that it looks really shiny. Yeah, and it it, it did look fake, but yeah. I mean, it must have hurt. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt bad. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. It's it's more uncomfortable afterwards, like when you're trying to go around the house and sleep and shit, and not get cream <laughs> sleep on in, everything. Sleeping shit. Sleeping. That's that's save. I'm a time saver. All right. Okay. Um, and a mess maker. But yeah, it, that's the that's the worst part. It itches after three days. It only hurts for about the first two the days. The blue must have absolutely killed. How did they, how did they do it? Well, they do the black outline with usually a single needle. Which hurts because they start with that, and you're like, "Oh yeah," because I have a tattoo on my leg as well. It's a couple years old, and I was like, "I forgot, I forgot how it hurts." So I was doing the black. I'm like, "Oh shit, that kind of hurts more than I thought it would." And the but then that took an hour and a half to do the black outline because it's pretty big. And then they, after lunch, we came back and she pulled out this monstrosity that has like five needles in it. And she's oh, like, and they're not they're not gentle. I mean, they know what they're doing, but they scribble on it like it's a crayon or something. Like they go pretty fast. It's like Rolf Harris over your skin on your arm. Yeah, the the main thing that hurt about the all the blue was that because if you i'm describing the tattoo the blue is makes up the majority of it because it's the sky but it bled and looking because oh. the, the, they have to keep wiping the blood away to see what they're doing but i don't know it'd be hard to be a tattoo artist i have to go back on wednesday and get it filled in yeah didn't she completely do isn't she done it wrong or something you know you're not happy it with wrong it. it just didn't i mean with that off. much skin covered a lot of it's not some of the blue didn't take towards the wrist because by the time she did the blue on the wrist by the veins it was swollen so I think she kind of wanted to be sensitive on the air. She didn't go over it as much because you have to go over the same spot a few times. For There's the a bit more meat on up towards your your crowbow, yes. isn't there? Then you know I have forearms of steel. <laughs> I can hit doubles in baseball with great ease. But 
You can have to explain some of these references to me, Joe. What's a double in baseball? It's when you get to second base. All oh, right, okay. Is that rounders? Not rounders. No, it's not. It's nothing like rounders. I, I, never, I don't play it's like baseball. Like cricket. Baseball doesn't like cricket. It's like cricket. It's like you know cricket. in cricket when they run from what's the post called? The wicket. The, the crease. When they run from the wicket and the crease, right? Yeah. One length would be, it's akin to running from home to first. It's a, there's a game so, like rounders. So a yeah. double would be akin to going to the crease and back in one hit. Is that good in cricket? Because it's good in baseball. Yeah, you get, you get one, one run for that. Yeah. But there's a game over here called rounders where you have got... Um, from, what I, from what I know, it's a girl sport, though. Well, it's, you play it kind of like primary school. So you like, you know, 10-year-olds and, and girls play it. Yeah. Um, basically, instead of bases, you've got... Um, Sort of a pole in the ground, yeah. on, on like a diamond. You, the it sounds like festivist. You use, use a little bat. The bat's probably about three times the size of a baseball bat. You hold in one hand, and you, th- you throw the ball underarm. What? Well, we have underarm. It's like we have a game called softball, which is pretty much baseball. Softball's massive ball, and it's soft. It's like a it's like a grapefruit. It's softer than a baseball. It's massive, but it's not soft. You can get hit in the head at a high velocity with a softball, and yeah, it's going to hurt. Might make you dizzy. Might break your glasses, but. <laughs> well, like, a baseball can really leave a lump on your foot. So, the whole point is, is the difference between softball and baseball, just the bigger ball. And underarm. And underarm. And girls play softball. Mostly. Right. Well, it, rounders is a little bit like that. Yeah. But, so. but, I mean, in the field, in the structure of the, what you would call the pitch, the field is the same. Right, the okay. Softball, the, they throw the ball very, very fast. I mean, some high school softball, they do this. You have to see it to, to, <laughs> to appreciate its humor, but they do soft underarm, but super fast. <laughs> All right. They like wind up the ball really fast and then let it go. That, but it goes fast. That, yeah, that, that goes fast, but That's like you feat. said, the ball is bigger, so it, I would assume it'd be easier to hit. But do I'm you sure wear crappy gloves as well? What do you mean crappy well, gloves? Well, gloves, big, big baseball gloves. Bigger gloves to accommodate the yeah, bigger ball? Yeah, you wear massive gloves. To, the, I, used to have a big, kind of massive. I used to have a baseball card in the, in the 80s. There was a baseball player named Mickey Hatcher, and he was kind of the joke prince of the Dodgers and then the Angels and then the Twins but there was a baseball card in the 80s I think it was like an 86 or 85 Fleer or something which is a brand of card where he's posing with this a comedic glove basically it's oh about, what a funny bloke yeah what a funny bloke I think he's a coach now I think he coaches for the I'll bet he's, I'll bet he's Angels I'll bet he's a right laugh in the, the locker room snapping towels at, <laughs> at the, <laughs> I bet he's like the joker at the athletic buttocks yeah <laughs> he's, al- he's always playing practical jokes on people what's his name Mickey Hatcher. It's what, a great comic what, what, what name. You, you have name? to see his face. He kind of, you know, there's some like normal people that kind of have a Down syndrome look. Like they kind of, <laughs> right? Okay. Like they could play a convincing, mentally challenged person in a movie. Da- a Down syndrome. Yeah, Mickey Hatcher kind of has that look about him. Mickey Hatcher. It's a good name. It's a good comedic name. I it think. is. What does your nickname be? Hatch the. I don't know. Baseball players aren't big on nicknames. Though. I don't think There's, I watch baseball tonight, which is basically the equivalent of match of the know, day. Match, ma- not not match of the day, soccer AM because it covers like every game that's going to be played. But yeah, it's called baseball tonight. They do the highlights every night of that game's sports. But some of those announcers have nicknames for people. Like there's a couple brothers that play in the majors, the Molina brothers. So every time they show a highlight that a Molina does like a play, they go name that Molina and then the other announcers have to say like they're, I think one know. or two isn't it there, I think there's only two yeah I think is there like um, about 20 of them no but their names are Yadier is one of the names and Alfred is the other Alfred yeah so basically it's just a bunch of people either screaming out Yadier or Alfred oh I see. there's a baseball player El Caballo they usually say I don't know I don't know Spanish that well so I don't know if they're referring to a nickname or if that's a Spanish saying for like home run they always say it when somebody hits a home El run El Caballo yeah alright okay 
really showing my ineptitude of baseball right now. It's just I had no idea of these cultural... Uh, Listeners back home are going to be embarrassed by me. I should it know sounds good to better. me. It sounds good to well, me. Yeah, I can sound convincing to you, but when you're talking about football over here, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm, I'm British. I didn't know I've that. actually picked up football pretty well. You're Spurs, soccer. You're a Spurs fan, though. I don't know if I'm a fan. I kind of take notice of when they're playing and who they're playing and how they're doing, just because I live around Tottenham. In the ghetto. In the ghetto. Ghetto, man. He is right in it, though. I suppose you don't know. I mean, is, is Minnesota like a real country kind of Like country area? music? Like rural. Like... Yeah, is, I, 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 I assume it's quite... No, it's normal. It's... Yeah, but I assume it's quite a, a rural kind of economy there. I don't know. No, not really. No. I mean, there's. it's like here. It's you got big cities and then you got the little... Yeah, I know that. I know that. But I mean, I shouldn't think the place where you, where you were from is from... We don't... None of our stores... Like, city, our, like our suburb. grocery stores don't have like deer heads hanging on the wall or anything like they're not called general stores and <laughs> old timers with weeds in their mouth <laughs> in they're a, sitting on the porch in America do you come out of a shop and have to have a sort of a brown paper bag with a few things a few groceries in it with, you have with to, milk and eggs yeah, yeah. and celery poking out exactly do you have to do that it's, it's a prop it it's a prop they have a guy that hands them to you as you walk <laughs> up comes out yeah we don't have that. We have like carry bags. They're being replaced slowly by Starbucks. We, cups, we have though. we have uh, carry bags that basically get we washed, have plastic bags washed up in canals and just drowned up <laughs> and stuff like that. It's not quite as uh... American. It's a, it's a piece of Americana. It's like apple pie. Yeah. And baseball. Burning issue. Because where I'm from, it has the Mall of America, which is the Mall of America. Yeah, it's the biggest mall in America. There's a bigger one We've in got North... Lakeside. There's a bigger. You have Brent Cross as well. <laughs> We got the Angel Shopping Center. Yeah, they're yeah. building that. Have you seen that monstrosity up by Shepherd's Bush? No, they redoing yeah. it. They're, dude, they're building a whole thing from scratch. It's massive. They're is building it, does, a whole new train station just for it. Does it rival? It's the, a shopping center. Does it rival the Mall of America? It looks as big as the Mall of America. It looks massive. They've been working on it for like four years. What kind of stuff is in the Mall of America then? Everything. You name it. I, when they when they first opened, I think it opened in the what was it, early nineties sometime. Ray Charles. Was at the open? Oh, really? I remember, yeah, I was watching. Remember the local news when Ray Charles was there, but they said at the. T- I think I remember I'm paraphrasing, but if you spend ten minute or a minute in each store, you couldn't see every store in a day. Something like that. I'm getting the increment of time wrong. I think. So so how, so like how, you could, uh, how many like, stores are there? What's what they said? How many stores are there? There's four levels that surround an indoor amusement park. What the hell? Really? An indoor amusement park is as big as you would think it would be. It's as big as an amusement park. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not as big as, like, Thorpe Park or anything. It's but well, Actually, it's probably akin to Thorpe Park. <laughs> Thorpe Park? Yeah. You, Which you, is a you, shitty British you, You've immediately uh, brought the mistake down a little bit there. No, it's. I'm saying the rides are better than Thorpe Park, okay, but size-wise. Size. Yeah. So you got shops going around that on four different levels. I don't know. Each floor maybe has... Why would you spend a minute in each store, though? Why would you, you wouldn't. Do that? You wouldn't. That's the thing. It was just like a a selling point right, for okay. like the the mall PR people, I guess. So Ray Charles opened it. Yeah, that's a best fantastic. He fumbled with the keys. A little, <laughs> no. no, he was at the opening. They had. Did he just think he was going to Thorpe Park? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the theme part. The, the the funny thing is Charles Schultz, who did Peanuts, the comic strip Peanuts, right. is from Minnesota. So the theme park in the Mall of America is a Peanuts themed. So they thought, oh no, we'll bring Ray Charles in. Yeah, Let's yeah. keep the theme going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He looks like the black the <laughs> Schroeder on the Peanuts. He plays a piano. No, but what was I going to say? But it's called Camp Snoopy, 
and like that's a shitty name for a. It's kind of a, Cam Snoopy. It's kind of it's it's okay. I mean, they got really lame, like big statues of like Woodstock and Snoopy, and they had like a massive Snoopy dog dish that was like eight feet across that people would throw change at, like a wishing well and stuff. It's very odd. Sounds like, an, sounds like a bad trip. I once said. It's actually my wife. When we go back, it is. It's a good day out. You can, if you, especially if you're earning pounds and spending dollars, you can you can buy a lot of cool stuff. Oh yeah. Well, well it's a big, there's the, a big uh, cinema there. There was a Planet Hollywood that went under. Because, like, uh, Minnesotans are kind of the no-nonsense type people. They're not going to go to Planet Hollywood just to look at, like, Hellraiser's needlepoint, his yeah. mask and stuff. And What was there? What was there? I'm trying to remember what kind of crap. Was it basically all, the, had, was it all, all the shit like, they had left over from, like, the big the, yeah, like, New York, like, London? What, what's probably the worst Planet Hollywood we could imagine? Um, older shots. The older shot <laughs> Planet Hollywood. Older shot is a really shitty town. Yeah. A garrison town in the... Southern England. They took everything that the Aldershot Plant Hollywood, which is thri- <laughs> which is thriving, by the way. I oh, know it's massive now. Yeah. I, I got all the business from the Minnesota. People yeah, flying yeah. in. No, but the, um, I'm trying to remember. I only ate there like two or three times. The stuff they had, they had. How the duck? Is it like How the Duck memorabilia? That would have been great, though. No. <laughs> um, you a big fan of How the Duck? Not really. No. I only saw bits and pieces of it. But I read an article the, the other day. Have you seen the trailer for that In Bruges movie? Oh yeah, I was going to go and see it. I saw it. It's a yeah. good movie. But there's there's a midget in that movie. That's right. Yeah. And that midget is the guy that played Howard the Duck. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was reading that. that was what else has he done in between the two? They're like, spanning like 20 years. Probably a lot of uh, sci-fi conventions in Milton Keynes, I'm sure. <laughs> With David Prowse, yeah. Um, no, they had, they had the Sylvester Stallone, you know, in Demolition Man when he gets frozen in the nude? Yeah. In that little hockey puck-shaped kind of thing? Yeah. They had his statue frozen like that. It was really... I was always laughed every time I went in there because it was maybe like 13, 14 when it opened. And right above someone's table is a naked Sylvester Stallone, like... That's going to put you In on. a frog position. <laughs> but but the thing is, they put a little piece of, like, peach-colored <laughs> cloth over his genitals, which made me believe that somebody actually sculpted his his crotch. They probably did. They probably took some kind of mold. Kind of, if I was Sylvester Stallone and I had a nude statue I, in that detail, I wouldn't... I'd keep it. I think. Would you really? Do you want to see people see you naked, or you, you want? Well, I eat? wouldn't like put it in the foyer or anything. I wouldn't want to eat under that. I wouldn't want to eat. That, but that's the thing. I wouldn't want to un- eat under a statue of someone of some naked man's genitals. Even if he was Sylvester Stallone, that that kind of put me off my tea a bit. Do you mm. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's not conducive to a. It could be a worse. dining experience. It could, it could be something like could be like Michael Gambon naked over your table. I mean, Michael a, Gambon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it could like Sylvester Stallone's a little better than like somebody like that. I would say, Joe. I'll put this on record. Any naked man, I'm a little mm. bit uncomfortable with. To be honest. Just uncomfortable in general, or uncomfortable eating around. Well, real or statue, really. Yeah. Especially, especially if it was if it's an a statue, person, statue's an actual different. person squatting over me dinner when I was statue's eating. Statue's different. It's like that bit in Seinfeld where he gets the. That he sleeps with the maid that cleans his house. Oh yeah, with the, with the uh... or is it, was it the one where the, his girlfriend's naked and he's like, "Have you ever seen a naked girl struggle to open a pickle jar?" He's <laughs> like, "There's muscles and stuff that contort. I just don't want to see it." I've seen oh. the one. Um, he sleeps with the cleaning lady on his desk. George. Yeah, George. Yeah, and then he gets fu- doesn't he get fired or something. He gets fired. Yeah. No, doesn't he give her the? Sw- he had a he bought a sweatshirt for Elaine. Because Lane got him a job. So he, he, he got it half price. He got it was cashmere. He got it half price because of the red red dot yeah. on it. He thought he went, she wouldn't see it, so he, he gives it to her and she sees it. So he gives it to the cleaning lady, who's sleeping with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a funny one. What's the thing over here? They only play season one and two of Seinfeld. They haven't really. 
Song for Bush. A couple Island, years ago, they showed the later ones, but recently Paramount Comedy only. They shows. used to show Seinfeld with um, the Larry Sanders show straight after. I remember when that. Yeah, I used to watch it when that. But, but um, in the last couple of years, they've only shown seasons one. And we two. get Everybody Loves Raymond. Ad nauseum, yeah. Eight o'clock in the no, morning. No, you wake up in the morning, you get like a double shot of N- Raymond. Yeah, with a bit of Frasier sometimes. Some Frasier, some and Just Shoot Me, and like a bunch of Will and Grace. Just Shoot Me. That's got to be the worst thing no. ever. No, Just Shoot Me is great. We used to have Will and Grace is shit. I don't mind a bit Will and Grace. It's what? all right. I don't mind it's it. It's a one trick pony. Um, it, it they is just like of- say a word like. Instead of like, whereas in a regular show, they'd be like, oh, have a nice day. They go, oh, have a nice gay. And then the audience laughs and it's a one trick point. We used to have Mismatch with Alicia Silverstone. How many? They couldn't have made that many of those. No, it's, it's not bad, actually. It you bad. watched it? I used Is to it she like a dog loving attorney or something? She's, uh, I only saw the promos. She's a vegetarian, vegan, petter loving. No, uh, on the show, I mean. On the show. Yeah, she's some kind of <laughs> lawyer. Um,. She's some kind of lawyer who, who like... Um, Fights for animal rights or something. Yeah, but she also, like, matches people up. Like, she matchmakes. That's the worst premise for a show ever. Yeah, exactly. But you were the one that watched it. Well, I saw it. I don't, I don't mind it. Oh, I got quite into it. I used to be a massive fan. Um, I, I won't watch a show if the synopsis is, is crap. Well, that's me explaining I won't it. give it a chance. That's there's me. Too much, there's too much good TV out that I don't have time to watch things that might be okay. What's floating you about at the moment? Pushing Daisies is really, really good. It's all right. You watch it? Yeah, it's a bit strange. But the bloke who does the voiceover... is brilliant. Who is that? He used to do the Carry On films. Really? Sid James? No. He's a guy who used to... um, Doesn't he do the Harry Potter books in the States? I haven't read nor listened to the Harry Potter books on tape. It's an actor called Jim Dow who used to be... Jim Dow. Jim Dow used to be in the Carry On films. And he was also in Digby, the biggest dog in the world. Oh, I you can't seen say that? I know that film. No. Oh, there's a film. It's a sort of a terrible, terrible. Oh, shit. Is it's, that like Darby O'Gill and the Little People? No, it, it was it was done in like the seventies, and basically it's like a big sheepdog. I want to say and I've it, seen clips of that. It gets blown up in some kind of science experiment. Jim Dale's like a, a scientist, and he gets the blows the dog. Like honey, I blew up the kid. Yeah, it's basically that. But have you seen with that? The dog. Honey, I blew up the kid. <laughs> yeah. oh. Sadly, I have. Yeah, it's up there with Home Alone three. But the thing with Honey, I Blew Up the Kid is that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was really good. Brilliant, yeah. Yeah. Honey, 25 the kid, pounds honey, the kids. I always remember Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 2. It's like... No, that's Honey, I Blew Up the Kid is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 2. Oh, is it really? Oh, and right, then the yeah. Honey, I Went to Vegas with the Kids and Chevy Chase was there. Where honey, I uh, molested the kids. Mm. Honey, I... Uh, yeah. It was just a bunch of short films <laughs> of Rick Moranis like apologizing to his wife. For doing all these random things. Yeah, exactly. What happened to Rick Moranis? He hasn't been in anything. Well, Rick Moranis, well, he was in, um... Well, he, he was, was in Ghostbusters. back in the day in Ghostbusters and Little Shop of Horrors. Was he in Little Shop of Horrors? Little Shop of Horrors. Feed me, Seymour. If you're out there listening, Rick, get in touch, because... Yeah. We were a little bit worried about you. <laughs> Remember John Candy? John Candy, love John speaking, Candy. Yeah, speaking of Canadian uh, comedians. He was good, man. Do you think, uh, with, the, with the way... Uncle ta- Buck. Never really got into Uncle Buck. Oh, Bob, I love Uncle Buck. Planes, trains, and automobiles. And the great outdoors. Did you ever see the great outdoors? Great outdoors, yeah. Dan Aykroyd. Was it the 100 pound steak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 pound steak. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was going to say, do you think with like the way times have changed with obesity becoming such a big political deal here, that John Candy might have lost weight had he lived long enough to like. What, to uh, champion the cause? Yeah, not to champion the cause, but just to say, like, you know. I assume Don't eat, or you might end up dead like me. Well, say? in the 80s, he was the only fat man. 
There were nobody. Nobody was fat. He was the first fat man. Is he even a bad role model? You you reckon? That well, maybe he would have felt guilty. Maybe do, I'm just I'm just trying to segue into what you think he would look like as a skinny guy. Would he be recognizable? I don't think he would be. Um. He has all that big flaps of skin. Do you know those people who lose weight? He's lose a celebrity, like, though. He, so, would, he would have that. So I used to be 50 stone, and I lost 25 stone and in he, a month. He's standing <laughs> in a pair of his old yeah, pants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, then, but then he's got like all like, the flaps of skin hanging from his arms and that. John Candy was a celebrity. He had the money. I think he would have surgically removed all that. Maybe he was happy. Maybe he was happy being, being was fat. He? Well, I can't do, he didn't do much good, <laughs> did he? Was he ever... I don't think he was married, was he, when he died? I have no idea. Oh, no. I think had John Candy lived long enough, he would have come out of the closet. John Candy's gay? He, he was, yes. Well, that's it then. Well, if I Rick guess Moranis we'll is know. listening, let us know. He would know. Is that, well, they were on SVTV back uh, in the 70s. Is that why Moranis is going through a bad time? He's like, grief. I think he's had time to get over it. I think Candy died in, what, 92? Is Moranis still alive? Moranis might be dead. I don't know. Is he dead? I don't know. He's, he disappeared off Maybe the Maybe that's news. Yeah, I don't know if that news would make it to London. He's probably... Been a Maybe he's doing straight, straight to straight to video movies <laughs> with Jean Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme. The muscles from Brussels. And Steven Seagal as well. That was a fall from grace. Steven Seagal. Have you seen those adverts at the movie theater? The Steven, the the orange adverts. Does he kind of talk like that? Well, so, you know they have those orange adverts before the movies where yeah, random I'm not celebrities. The ones. They did it a couple months. Well, it was about a year ago now that Seagal had his come out. Steven Seagal finances terrorism. Is he like one of those? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was him on a golf course, and then the orange people come up and like, eh, you should use our phones in your movies and blah blah blah. And then he there's this big chase sequence on golf carts. It was starring Stephen. It was it was really random. It, it was really be- odd. sounds better than his films to be honest. Under Siege was good. Under Siege, Gary Busey, too. him and Rick Moranis are somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Pod, they're, they're championing a, a project that they're just touting will it'll win. Be, it'll be this Moranis. will win Oscars. We just can't get it. It'll made. be Moranis, Seagal, Van Damme. And Candy from like Beyond the Grave, they'll they'll come back and they just have a John Candy Buddha statue that they rub for good luck. But they're like CGI him. It'll be like CGI'd in CGI John Candy would be <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. Well, um, this this absolute shambles of a show uh, needs needs a theme tune. Well, what what have you come up with? So well, yeah, I was telling you before we started that I think we sh- the theme song. You know, like in the eighties, the television sitcoms. Like sometimes the theme song would. Give you the backstory before every episode of like how the characters got in the certain position they're so in. So Alf, Alf was a lot that, wasn't it? I don't remember Alf. The, the Fresh Prince, the Fresh Prince. Fresh Bel-Air. Prince is a great example. Oh, that, that's that's the perfect. Uh, we'll, we'll save the listeners the horror of us rapping it. We both know the lyrics. We do we, know. On many numerous occasions, have tested that. But yeah, that's a good example. Like that. Could you beat Mike Tyson though? Yo, Jeff, I think I can beat Mike Tyson. That was a good... Did you like that song? I did, yeah. You You didn't stick around for the end of it, though, when he actually fights him. No, I haven't seen it, no. Did he actually fight Mike Tyson? In the song, the third verse has him... Is is Tyson in there? No, Mike Tyson doesn't... I don't know if he's in the video. He's not in the song. Basically, the first verse is... uh, Jeff is at Jazzy's... Or, Will's at Jazzy's house, and he's talking about how he thinks he can beat Mike Tyson. Yeah. second verse is him training, talking to the media... Third verse, which you missed, was him fighting Mike Tyson. Basically, uh, he gets hit in the head so hard that he his bowels release is how he phrases it. <laughs> and then <laughs> shits himself. The, yeah, the yeah. old guys at the start that are like, "Hey, hey, Leroy, Leroy, you hear about this man, Mike Tyson? <laughs> yeah, this sucker. Yeah, those old guys come back at the end and just kind of wrap it all up with a nice little bow. It's a all good right, song. Okay, so we got early the, um, Will Smith was quite good. His storytelling 
abilities through rapper. Did the girls, the girls of the world have nothing but trouble? Did that one? Yeah. Parents Just Don't Understand was a big one. Boom Shake the Room. Boom Shake the Room. Summertime. That summertime is where he started kind of going lame. I Miami. Think. No, that's all lame. I, that's, that's Big Willie. That's getting not jiggy Will's, with it. That's not the Fresh Prince. That's Big Willie. Getting jiggy with it. No, same Big Willie. I once did a Will Smith mega mix and I put all his songs together. But I put getting jiggy with it with Miami. He goes straight in. Why? I was a bit bored at the time. So I, I, what did you What did you end up doing with that? Um, I don't know. I got it at home. So I'll bring it in and play it on the show maybe. But um, I don't. I don't. Personally, the listeners songs, might want to hear. I personally don't want to hear. His songs it. are all the same. It's like you can just put them straight yeah, together. Well, yeah. He's more of a lyric guy. I don't know. His beats aren't anything to write home about. So, you, but what, what lyrics you got for the show so far? What's that? What lyrics have you got for this show? This show? Well, we were talking, we conceptualized... Uh, it, was you, mainly, it was mainly you. I mean, well, you can play the guitar, which... I can, It's yeah. a good start. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> for a really, theme song. Um, but you started playing... What was that? I song, type of let, song? Let's Talk About Sex let's by Salt and Pepper. Yeah, and then I was like, well, that's we could... Do. I'll just do funny lyrics to that, and you can play that on guitar. Okay, I well, think that's uh, what we'll end up doing. I'm probably sure it'll be put on this, okay, if not well, the uh, next episode. Well, we'll give it a go now, then. Let's talk about things, maybe. Should we talk about stuff, baby? Should we look for the burning issues out there that we hear and see? Let's crank this mother out. Let's talk about things, baby. Shit's gonna get serious on the burning issues podcast. <laughs> you gotta listen to that one back and see if it works. I think that one's clean. Wow, wow. We're gonna get crazy. This is Prince now. Ooh, yeah. Bump, deep, bump, bump. That's it. Use any of that. Now do that D thing I was doing over there. <laughs> just play it, kind of just go. Or if I have to do it, because then I know what, how I'll sing it. This is the OC version now. Burning Issue Podcast. Let's talk about things. Should we talk about stuff, baby? Should we look for the burning issues out there that we hear and see? Let's crank this mother out. Motherfucker. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the one we got to use. <laughs> Alright, that's a wrap. Burning issue. Do you reckon I could go on stars in their eyes as, uh, as Tony Hadley? <laughs> Are you aware of stars in their eyes? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm aware of it. I don't know. Oh, stars in their eyes, usually you are. On stars in their eyes, you get some kind of like plumber or an electrician Who or kind a, a of carpet looks like fitter, or uh, Freddie Mercury. No, they look nothing like them. <laughs> It'll be like, hello. It's Gus Abrams yeah, he's, as Freddie yeah. Mercury. And then they do this funny cut dissolve <laughs> where he goes by backstage and waves yeah. goodbye to the audience. And when the stage opens up, he's dressed as Freddie Mercury. And then he just sings. Like what you just, they usually, they, they come on. fashion lover boy or something. But before, before they come on, they have like a little couple of minute, like little VT. Oh yeah, a little, yeah. Them in their like everyday yeah. life. So it's like. It's always been a dream like, of I, mine. Yeah, he goes, my, na- my name's Bob. And I'm from Surrey, and I'm a carpet fitter. Um, I first found out I could sing like this person when uh, I was singing in the bathroom, yeah. and uh, my wife called up from the front room, turn that CD down. <laughs> yeah. and I, 
And uh, it's so true though. Everyone so, uh, is the same. Then they come out onto the show. So, <laughs> so tonight, please welcome Bob. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now he comes out, and I go, oh, Bob, tell a little bit about yourself. And it's it's an overweight fat guy <laughs> in it, as David Bowie. Yeah. And then yeah, no, 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 I don't get to it yet. They usually have some crap anecdote about their life, a little funny story. Yeah. About What's it. something you can do that no one else yeah. knows about you? Yeah, yeah. And then um, that, so tell us a little bit about the person you're going to be singing about. You're going to be uh, performing yeah, yeah. tonight, yeah. and they go like. Uh, well, uh, they first came out in 1972. <laughs> yeah, they always throw these like, little facts yeah, in. Yeah, and then uh, you're, you're, you're sitting thinking, who the hell is this? And it's <laughs> yeah. like, no, it ain't Lionel Richie, is it? <laughs> yeah. But, it, I mean, if you just see the person before they say who they're going to be, you can usually guess within, like, five yeah. guesses who... Because sometimes they look similar to... Like, I, I have a theory that, like, if a big fat white guy goes in wants to do Lionel Richie they'll talk him out of it and say well no, why don't you do Meatloaf instead You, can, we can do Meatloaf you kind of because I think half the appeal of the show is that they make the people to look like they're the people they're seeing. But singing. did you see that? Um, like I haven't seen, I haven't seen like an African American guy come out like in Ziggy well, Stardust makeup and. Did you see that? There was a program on BBC One on a Saturday night called. Um, they had a chance to actually. Uh, it's like sound alike. It's like exactly like Stars in Their Eyes, but a bit more of a higher, higher, higher version. And uh, the winner gets to go out on to Vegas for the Legends Tour, oh, which is a good prize. And there was a bloke. Really? Well, they had they're Lion- being sent to work. They wanted to find Lionel Richie, and I'm not joking. There was um, the bloke who did Lionel Richie was a white bloke with like <laughs> with Jerry curl. Ginger Ray, he was like- did, did he carry around like a clay head that he, <laughs> that he felt? <laughs> he went blind, and like, then yeah, suddenly he could like, see. Like yeah, like his his shtick is that he sings. What was the song? The video it was Hello. Is it me you're looking, looking for? Yeah, and then he just feels the clay head. It's a blind woman, isn't it? The blind woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has an assistant. Like a magi- the thing I don't like about those shows is when they're like, like, so how did how did how did you come to be you know an Eagles fan? Yeah, and they're like, well, I started singing when I was six months old. <laughs> they always say like they, this really this age that is obviously not the age that like. These two, like Christine, when they interview Christina Aguilar or something, when oh, did you God. start singing? Well, she did, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Well, I started singing when I was, you know, three months old. That's such bullshit. So how did you know that? Yeah, exactly. That's made Your up. Parent, yeah, and it's common sense, you know, tells you that that's not true. Yeah. Oh, and so on stars in their eyes, they come out. Uh, yeah. So the stage doors open. Yeah. yeah. What well, they say? It's an instant edit. So who, like yeah. they go back. Yeah. They say. So who are you going to be tonight? The thing they always like go. They, yeah, they always go. They always go. Say goodbye today from <laughs> Siri. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be George Michael tonight <laughs> yeah. singing live. Yeah. And they'll yeah, they yeah, And the then way. they walk towards like these doors that open and like With some, smoke. smoke and some heavenly white light. Yeah. They wave <laughs> and then it's sort of it's like a dissolve and it comes to the doors opening yeah. and they're coming out dressed yeah. looking absolutely terrible. As I love it when they do when they do like a performer that usually has like backup singers or something because they really fill the stage yeah. with all these backup singers and dancers and stuff. It's and, and don't even, they show like footage of them during the week as they practice their routine? And yeah, stuff there's like, like, that. like a of all, it goes, all the kind of uh, <laughs> the the performers on that show. Yeah, all, like seeing all the behind all behind the scenes of like doing yeah, the makeup. Yeah. They show that they show the, the the that week's artists getting really really down on themselves for not being able to stick this one dance routine. And like, um, some, they have a basically. Like, I'm doing this for my daughter. They have like uh, eight shows, so the winner of the eight shows going mm. to like one big final, and, and like, it's always a little kid, like <laughs> yeah, little Bobby from Norwich as <laughs> Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah. But basically, and then there's one one massive show where people can, there's like a phone vote. 
But I actually, actually who are these people that call into these shows like American Idol and X morons. Factor and Britain's Got Talent? Who are these people? The morons. I don't really. The council state people. The the people on the door. <laughs> they are. They have oh, so pay as you go, and then they're just wasting all their you know government money on calling in for Britain's Got Talent. So they get government money, pay as you go. Phones. The government. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. Well, you know, you know these chavs and what are what's the female word for like a chav? A female chav. Uh, Chavette. Chavette is that slut? David Charvet from Baywatch. David Charvet from Baywatch. Did you hear in Venezuela? Um, the Simpsons has been banned. Why? Uh, because they think it's like immoral. But they allow you to watch Baywatch Hawaii. That's strange. Isn't it? So well, yeah, they, I don't think Baywatch Hawaii is immoral either. But no, no. But you think that in Baywatch there's a, a lot of hypocritical. Uh, there's well, a lot I think of the like, Simpsons. There's never bare flesh on show. Let's put it that way. I'm not saying the Venezuelan government is correct in banning the Simpsons, but if you t- if you say to Baywatch or the Simpsons, what's more controversial, or what would you what will damage your kid more? Not that TV damages kids. That's all. Bay- Baywatch has damaged me more. No. <laughs> See, I think the Simpsons sometimes they can. You never watch Baywatch. The, we, we were talking because the Family Guy takes things too far sometimes. You don't like? You're not a big fan of Family Guy. I like. I'm coming around to it. I don't like that BBC Three always shows the same three episodes over and over and over. But they've started playing the new season. Oh, tonight actually, they're playing that Star Wars version. Oh, they really Blue Harvest. That yeah. Oh, well, they're playing that in its entirety on BBC Three at ten o'clock tonight. I've, I've seen a bit of it on YouTube. I haven't seen any of it. Oh, it's, it's really really good. Yeah. Brian's like a mini Darth Vader. Yeah. Not Brian, um, Stewie. Stewie. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I, I mean, I like The Simpsons better than Family Guy. I think Stewie is a great character. I like his voice. Yeah. I prefer Family Guy. I think he's, he's, Brian can be It's more surreal. I like it. It's more kind of surreal. No, but it's all based on the, the, the writing premise of, uh, we need a joke here, so let's just have a character randomly say, oh, gosh, this is worse than that time I blank, blank. And then they cut to something. Well, it wouldn't happen in your scripts, would it, Joe? Yeah, no, no, it wouldn't. It's just lazy, I think. It's, <laughs> I don't, doesn't that annoy you when they do that? Like, this is worse than the time that I played Mar- Marco Polo with Helen Keller. Or something like that. It's quite and, funny. It's quite funny. But it's, 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 it's lame, is it? They're not fitting the joke into the show. They're molding the show around, you know. Oh, it's got like Newsnight Review. It's, it's, I, don't, I just don't think it's good. Well, well, there you go. You heard it here first. Yeah. Stop watching the family. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane is going to kill me now. Didn't Seth MacFarlane nearly was booked on the plane on 9-11? Yeah, I think I heard. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg as well. Was he really? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg uh, was booked to fly to Boston. Missed his flight. I don't know if he missed it or... I think he might have missed it, actually. Because kind of I remember he... Yeah, he like, they, kind of. they said he... I don't know if he flies now, but they said he wouldn't fly for a while after that because he was... Supposedly. I would. I'd be like, well, nothing's going to happen to me now. What's, well, well, yeah, but what, what's worse? A world where 9-11 happens or a world without Mark Wahlberg? Oh, I don't know. Boogie Nights. Yeah. I'm kind of glad Mark's still around, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, exactly. He's worth it. I don't yeah. think we can actually say this. It's too too we'll, soon, we'll be, right? We'll be too hunt, soon? We'll be hunted down by like, the CIA or something. Yeah, that's true. We're not saying anything as controversial as The Simpsons. No. Yeah. no. We'll be shut down like The Simpsons in Venezuela. This is, see, this is on par with what The Simpsons do. That you know, it's not hard, it's not anything controversial, no. but the wrong person might find it. I'm all for nine eleven jokes. To be honest, it's not. Should we, should we, should we it's not. Too email soon. in it, your best nine eleven jokes, and we'll read no, them out. No, that, I, I shouldn't have said that. We, uh, <laughs> instantly, I, I, I instantly regret saying oh, yeah, that. I love a good nine eleven joke. Yeah, yeah we love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So what we said, we, we've had a go at Down syndrome people, nine uh, eleven. 
I think we had a good run on uh, Stars in Your Eyes. That was a pretty good Stars run. Stars in Your Eyes. I think that's all the, the big issues on this show. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> and last. Burning Issue. Okay, well, that was the first uh, first episode of The Burning Issue. Oh, yep. Thanks for listening, if you listened to we'll, the whole thing. We'll be back, to end. We'll be back with uh, many other Burning Issues mm-hmm. soon. Yep. Thanks. Let's Bye. talk about things. Should we talk about stuff, baby? Should we look for the burning issues out there that we hear and see? Let's crank this mother out. Motherfucker.